8.23 to go. First half here from Raymond James Stadium. The Bulldogs getting the football back. Trailing 7-6. And the Citadel traveling left to right across your dial will begin on their own 16-yard line after the first punt of the night. Rainey up under center on first and 10. Three men in the backfield. He's going to run it himself to the right side. Lowers the shoulder. Tucks the football away. Trying to find some room behind his right guard. And really nothing there. Rainey picking up potentially two on first down. It'll be second and eight. Craig, time for one of those patented eight-minute, about 15-play drives. Knock it into the end zone just before halftime. Take the lead going into the half. Got a great opportunity here if we can take advantage of it. USF will get the football to begin the second half. They won the opening toss and chose to defer. Bulldogs with a second and eight from their own 18. Rainey under center, three men in the backfield. A receiver split out in each direction. McCarthy and Webb out wide. There's an inside handoff to Hampton. He stumbled while receiving the ball from Rainey, and he falls down around the 15. That's going to be a loss of three as uh, the Bulldogs now have themselves a third and 11. Loss of three. Once again, Crit. Luke, our own worst enemy, had a hole out there on that outside on that misdirection play, but unfortunately unable to keep our feet in the backfield. Brings up another third and long. Tough start for Hampton tonight. Three carries, minus three yards in his career now. Four carries for minus five yards. Third and 11 for the Bulldogs at their own 16. Rainey back to throw. Lofts it up the center of the field. And it is underthrown. Defended at midfield. Going for Riley Webb. Webb had a step on his defender. But the ball couldn't quite reach Webb around midfield. It's an incomplete pass. It'll be fourth down. And 11 for the Bulldogs at their own 15. Riley had a chance. Ball a little bit underthrown that time. And the defender able to get up there and knock it down. On defending that time was... Mike Hampton. So the first punt for the Bulldogs. USF with one of the best punters in FBS football. The Bulldogs with one of the best punters in FCS football. And we'll see the junior Matt Campbell for the first time tonight punting from his goal line. And the play clock just expired. This is going to make it tougher for the Bulldogs. Campbell was already standing at his goal line. And the delay of game for the Bulldogs will back it up. The line of scrimmage will now be the 10. In case you're curious, USF has not blocked a punt since 2012. And let's hope that the streak can continue. It's been a while for the Bulls. Campbell will now stand midway through his end zone and await the snap back. And he bobbled it. He dropped the ball. He's going to kick it away out of the end zone. And this ball is going to be caught by the Bulls around the front pylon for a touchdown. Oh, what a disaster for the Citadel. And it winds up in the hands of Levante Cameo for a touchdown. Touchdown. Uh, Pardon me, that's the other number four, Omarion Dollison. An unusual touchdown for the Bulls, and they take a 13-6 lead. Lee, what were you saying about the Bulldogs Uh, killing themselves? We are are our own worst enemy right now. That's the only... I've never seen a punt return for a touchdown for zero yards. <laughs> and you just saw one because he caught that ball in the end zone after he kicked it. That What an unusual play. The Bulldogs, with a delay of game, backed them up even further. Campbell had a punt Spencer from inside Schreeder, the end zone. After. He dropped the snap, picked it up, tried to get it off while he was running away from the pressure, shanked the punt out towards the wow. left pylon. 
on the end zone to our left, and it wound up in the hands of the wide receiver, Omarion Dallison, the freshman from Columbia, who gets his first career touchdown in the most unusual way, which is fitting for this unusual football season. Things just continue to get quirkier. There's a delay of game on the extra point for the Bulls, so this one's going to be from five yards further. High snap, they get it down, the kick is up. It's a line drive kick that's no good. Smacked no off good. of one of the uprights. And that's a big miss because it keeps it a seven-point game. The Bulls leading 13-6 with 6.52 to go here in the first half. Not so sure if that wasn't a forced error. We got good penetration on the left side that time. I'm not so sure the kicker didn't see that and tried to just get it off and and ended up pulling it into that left upright. Got very little air up underneath that ball also, but what an unusual touchdown that was. Dogs now in the same situation, 6.52 left to play first half, but now we're driving to try to tie it up before the half. First missed extra point for Spencer Schrader in his two-year career, and special teams out there on a rainy night on this slick, natural grass, struggling here in the second quarter. Campbell botching the punt leading to a South Florida touchdown. But USF on a high snap couldn't convert the extra point either. And with 6.52 to go, first half, South Florida leading 13-6. The Bulldogs will get it back when we come back here on the Citadel Sports Network. It's Credit Card Chris, and I'm the president of SignaPay Southeast. We are the premier credit card processing company located right here in the Lowcountry. We are changing the way how credit card processing is done. Are you tired of paying processing fees? We got you. You need a new credit card terminal? We got you. You need a new point of sale system? We got you. Are you stuck in a contract? We'll pay it. We've helped thousands of businesses all over the Lowcountry, and I know we can help you too. Call SignaPay today and eliminate credit card processing fees. 843-884-6884. That's 884-6884. Bulldog fan. This is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel Athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. to go in the first half, and on the first special teams touchdown in two years, South Florida takes the lead 13-6. After Matt Campbell technically, I guess, got the punt away for minus yards. Yeah, they have it in the stat monitor, a punt of negative 10 yards for Matt Campbell. That'll hurt the average. Returned zero yards by Dollison for the touchdown. That'll affect, that'll affect his entire season yeah. with the average, with it only being four games. That's true. All right, dogs need to answer now. Jalen Adams back deep to the left of the kicker for the Bulldogs. To the right of the kicker is Keith White. Here on the kickoff, that will travel right to left, off the foot of Spencer Schrader, who just missed the extra point. Adams will come up and take it, center of the field at the 11. Veers to his right across the 20. Up across the 25, up the right sideline. He makes a man miss at the 30, up to about the 33. Nice return for Adams. And the Bulldogs will begin across their own 30 with 6.44 to go in the first half, trailing by a touchdown. A lot of wind out there right now. It's affecting both kickers as that ball 
really hung up in the air for a long time. When you look at the top of the stadium, those flags just absolutely at attention. Of course, that system coming through in this area, providing a lot of rain earlier and now getting the backside wind on it. First and 10 for the Bulldogs at their own 34 after the nice return from Adams. Randy up under center. The A-backs are White and Wallace. B-back is brought. A receiver on each side for Rainey, McCarthy, and Webb. And they'll start with the B-back, Brat running right behind his center. Tried to cut to his right. He's across the 35, up to the 36. It's a pickup of two on first and 10. Dogs had a hard time the last couple of series, gotten behind the chains. Ideally, you like to get four or five on that first down play. See if we can pick it up here. We haven't seen much of Clay Harris at the B-back position. We haven't seen any of Amike Nwanze at the B-back position. It's been mostly Logan brought tonight despite the fumble in his first carry. Second and eight for the Citadel. Play action for Rainey. He'll throw, and he overthrows his intended target, trying to go to the A-back, Keith White, up the right seam and delivered a bullet off the mark. Incomplete pass. It's third and eight for the Citadel. Exactly right, Luke. He had him wide open. If he just puts a little bit of air up underneath there, he's probably still running. Now it's third and eight. Rainey now two out of five throwing the football. The Bulldogs today five of eight on third down. But this is a long one. Third and eight at the 36. Rainey up under center. Three men in the backfield. The receiver on each side. Option left side. Rainey's going to toss it. White, without much running space, gets back to the original line of scrimmage. And he's brought down back at the 34 for a loss of two yards. Nowhere to go around the left corner for the Bulldogs. And it'll be fourth and ten, and the first three and out for either team tonight. Well, Matt's got to do a little better job handling the snap this time. It was a perfect snap last time. Looked like he was going to do a rugby-style punt, though, and kind of started running before he caught it. Let's make sure we catch it first. K.J. Sales back at his own 24, awaiting the punt. Campbell gets this one away. Sales comes up to take it. He's hit right away. That's going to prompt a flag. And Sales has tackled no advancement of the punt as they'll spot him around the 25, but the penalty is going to cost the Bulldogs some field position as it looked like it was Brian Horn, the first man down there, that met Sales at the same time as the punt did. Not so sure Horn wasn't totally expecting him to fair catch that, but didn't do it, just kind of gave him a little belly bump right as the ball got there. Of course, you got to give that receiver room to catch the football. And that'll be the penalty on Brian Horn, redshirt junior from Columbia, South Carolina. And one of the backup linebackers for the Bulldogs, and that penalty will move it up to the 40 for the Bulls. So the Citadel cannot take advantage of their good field position. And following a three and out, and the second punt for Campbell today, the Bulls will start with pretty good field position of their own. At their own 40, leading 13-6 to with 5.25 to go here in the first half. Frustrating night if you're a Bulldog fan. I'm sure Brent Thompson extremely frustrated over there. So far, it seems like we're we're stopping ourselves more than South Florida is, just failing to execute. And and dumb penalties like that, a 15-yarder, when you got them backed up and you got really good coverage on the play, uh, gets them great field position with a chance to put some more points on on the board here before halftime. Bulldogs have been out of sync at times. Not on the same page, not communicating maybe as well as they would like. Make sure you can with Home Telecom. Live life ahead. No better place to bundle than home with internet, video, voice, security, home automation from Home Telecom. And Coach Thompson mentioned in the pregame show that, you know, the Bulldogs 
he liked where they were to get ready for this game. But of course, with 2020 being unlike any other season, Thompson admitted on the pregame show that the Bulldogs are not where they normally are or would like to be to begin a season in terms of their preparation and midseason form to get ready for a game. And maybe we're seeing some of that here tonight in the 2020 opener against USF. Well, that coupled with the fact you're playing a team you really don't know anything about. Yeah. It's just, it's really difficult. You know, they always say your most improvement is between your first week, your first game and your second game. You know, unfortunately, our second game, we're playing the number one team in the country. <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe we need to uh, correct that and say the most improvement will be from the first half to the second half yes. of the first game. I like that. And I think if we can do that, you know, we've already shown we can compete with these guys. We, we've done it all night. It's just we have been shooting ourselves in the foot repeatedly and not giving ourselves opportunities to take advantage. So South Florida will begin at their own 40-yard line. Jordan McLeod has been the only man under center for the Bulls tonight. Jeff Scott had talked for the last two weeks about his quarterback battle with three different quarterbacks competing. And while he named McLeod the starter just two days ago, he said he still hoped to see all three quarterbacks tonight. Now, with that said, one of the quarterbacks was deemed inactive just before kickoff. That's Cade Fortin, the transfer from UNC. But we have not seen Noah Johnson, the grad transfer from Alcorn State at all. It's been solely Jordan McLeod, and tonight McLeod 8 of 12, throwing the football for 71 yards and a touchdown. And he has also carried it twice for a total of 9 yards. There's been immediate time out on the field, hence the long delay between the two possessions. 5.25 to go first half with South Florida leading 13-6 as they come back out onto the field. Bulls in their all-green uniforms traveling right to left across your dial towards the north end and the pirate ship here at Raymond James Stadium, working from the right hash. McLeod in the gun, arms extended, takes the snap. He's going to hand it off to his back, Ford, who shimmies to his right between his guard and tackle. Dives ahead to the 42-yard line. Markham actually at the 43. Three-yard carry for Johnny Ford. Ford is a water bug. He's only 5'5", 172 pounds. He can absolutely just get up underneath people and you can't see him. Second and seven, and right on cue, here's Noah Johnson, the new quarterback for the Bulls coming out of the timeout. So Johnson in the gun. He's going to go back to Ford, sweeping right to left, gets around the edge, sprints across midfield into Citadel territory with a lot of running space. Veers to his right inside the 40, inside the 30, along the right sideline into the red zone, up towards the 10, and he's forced out of bounds. Inside the 10, now they'll spot it back around the 13-yard line. A long run for Johnny Ford, and the Bulls with a first down inside the red zone. I think he was untouched until he was run out of bounds deep down the field that time. Just a really good job of finding a hole and cutting back across the grain. First and 10 for the Bulls at the Citadel 14. Johnson in the gun. Joyner, the running back to his left. Now he'll move Joyner to his right side. Two receivers right, one left. Johnson takes the snap. It'll be a quarterback draw up the center of the field. Johnson stumbles at the line of scrimmage and tumbles ahead up to about the 12-yard line. There is a flag down on the play. We could use a break here with a hold or something like that. Pickup of only a couple for Johnson. And that is exactly what it is, a holding penalty against South Florida. 
Third penalty tonight for the Bulls. Now, under Charlie Strong last year, South Florida was the 14th most penalized team in the country. First and 20. So far through a half of football in the Jeff Scott era, they've been much better. Here's a first and 20 at the Citadel 24 for USF. Johnson in the gun. And they will sweep it. No, Johnson kept it himself. The quarterback keeping it himself on the zone read, running to his left and darting inside the 10, running up the left hash mark. Johnson getting the penalty yards back as he brings it inside the 10-yard line and he'll set up second and six. Zone read giving the dogs an unbelievably difficult time right now. Nice run by the quarterback. Pick up a 14 for Johnson, second and six at the Bulldog 10. Johnson in the gun, Joyner to his left. Three receivers right, one left. Snap taken. Johnson trying to keep it himself, but this time not much running room as he was moving forward between the tackles and was brought down there by Marquise Blunt making the tackle. So it will set up third and five after a one-yard pickup. Third and five at the nine. Big play right here for the Dogs. Down seven already. Certainly don't want to go down double digits. Find a way to get them off the field right here. Under three minutes ago in the first half. Ball will be snapped from the Citadel nine. It's a third and five for Johnson in the gun. Pardon me, in the pistol, running back behind him. Arms extended, takes the snap. He's going to keep it himself, running to the left. He outruns Eubanks, gets inside the five for a first down, darting to the front pylon. He's in for the touchdown. Touchdown. Noah Johnson making two Bulldogs miss on his way to the end zone with a nine-yard touchdown run. And the Bulls with a chance to double their lead as they're ahead 19-6 with 2.41 to go in the first half. Well, Luke, right now, just a little bit better athletes out on the field, and they're turning the corners and making the plays. 20-6 Twenty to six is the potential score after this extra Spencer point Schrader attempt. The point after. And the Bulldogs will have two forty-one to work with here in the first half before South Florida gets it right back to begin quarter number three. There's the extra point to our left. The kick is up, and extra it is Schrader. good this time for Spencer Schrader. So at two forty-one to go in the first half, South Florida with their largest lead of the night. They're ahead twenty to six. And the Bulldogs with all three timeouts and 2.41 to go. We'll have to make something happen here before we headed to the locker rooms for halftime because otherwise South Florida will have a chance to start the second half by making their lead potentially three touchdowns large. Well, there's two things I think you want to have happen here in the last 2.41. Number one, you want to give yourself an opportunity to score some points. But number two, you don't want to have a, a situation where you have a quick three and out to give them an opportunity to score more points because they've got a lot of momentum right now and we need for halftime to get here. If we can get points, great, but let's try to find a way for them not to get points. South Florida outgaining the Citadel now, 195 to 147. Well, the Bulldogs leading the time of possession battle, 14-48 to 12-31. Got to start doing a better job on first down, Luke. Last three possessions really have been stymied on that first down play, putting us in uh, second and nine, second and eight, something one time second and ten. That's not what this offense is built around. It's built around second and six or less. So hopefully we can do a better job on first down going forward. That scoring drive for South Florida taking only five plays, traveling 60 yards in two minutes and 44 seconds. Noah Johnson, the nine-yard touchdown run in his South Florida debut. 
transferred in from Alcorn State. Noah Johnson was the 2018 Conference Player of the Year at Alcorn. And he's top 10 in program history in passing yards, rushing yards, and passing touchdowns as well. That's the 29th rushing touchdown of his five-year career so far. So the Bulls making the switch to the quarterback and putting together their quickest touchdown drive of the night. 2.41 to go first half, and the Bulldogs trailing by 14. We'll get the football back. Jalen Adams back deep to the left of the kicker. Keith White back deep to the right of the kicker. Spencer Schrader with it teed up. He'll kick it right to left. And despite there being no fans here, through the music, the artificial crowd noise, the momentum certainly on South Florida's side with players dancing on the near sideline in celebration of their 14-point lead as the kickoff will bound into the end zone for a touchback. And the Bulldogs will begin at the 25-yard line with all three timeouts to work with, 2.41 to go, trailing 20-6. to Need to lean on your senior quarterback right here, Brandon Rainey, to steady the ship over there, find a way to get us down the field, hopefully get some points here before the half is over. 2.41 to play. Dogs down 20-6. to six. The Bulldogs have those back-to-back field goal possessions since then. Back-to-back three and outs totaling minus six yards. And each possession was completed in 90 seconds or less. So after a good start for the Citadel offensively, they have stalled out. And now before uh, we even start this latest possession, looks like, what was that, a timeout was taken? Yeah, it looked like a lot of confusion on our side of the field. I'm not sure if we took the timeout or what, but timeout called coming right out of a long break, so that's not good. Yeah, it looks like they at least charge it to the Citadel in the stat monitor. So the Bulldogs using up their first timeout of the half. And you always hate to use one of those on a change of possession like that. Coming out of a kickoff, the Citadel cannot get situated. So the Bulldogs are the first and 10 from their own 25. Going up against Glenn Spencer's defense. First-year defensive coordinator coming from FAU. And it's the first time he's facing the option in a long, long time. At FAU last year, led the Owls to the 39th best run defense in the country and having success in the second quarter here against the Bulldogs. Randy under center out of the timeout on first and ten. He'll run the option left side. He's going to toss it to the B-back Brat with nowhere to go. He's wrapped up in the backfield. Brought down for a loss of two on the play. Three Bulls were there to stop him awaiting the pitch. And it'll be second and 13 for the Bulldogs after Bentry Sanders made the tackle in the backfield. Basically playing with about nine guys in the box right now. We got fellas rolling up, and the guys just aren't picking up the blocks. And the Citadel in no rush here. Clock running, 2.10 to go first half. Like Lee said, the Bulldogs do not want to give it right back to the Bulls. Rainey under center on second and long. Play action. He'll roll right, looking to throw. Pumps, tucks, takes off to his left. Across the line of scrimmage and across the 30. Rainey up towards the 40, and he gets a low bridge there. A nice scramble. A good improv from Rainey with a first down carry. Moving the chains with a pickup of 15. First, and 10 first time we've seen Brandon be able to get out of the pocket. Looked like he had a guy open, but 
just as good a run to pick up the first down. And now the Bulldogs will step on the gas a little bit as they get back onto the football. First and 10 at their own 38, trailing by two touchdowns. Rainey back to throw, hesitates, and he'll skip it on a bounce left side. Incomplete trying to go to Raleigh Webb around the first down marker. Couldn't get it out to him at second down. Again, almost a little like miscommunication again, like he thought Raleigh might be going deep. He saw him put his foot in the ground to come back. He double-clutched, unable to get anything on it to get it out there to him. Brandon Rainey, two out of six, throwing the football tonight. Bulldogs have kept it on the ground for 28 of 34 plays. Here's a second and 10 at their own 38 for the Citadel. Rainey under center. Going to go back to the B-back. Brott, who bounces off of one man at the line of scrimmage, finds a little wiggle room across the 40. Pickup of about three to the 41. Clock runs, a minute 25 to go in the first half, and the Citadel face with a third and seven. Neither team stopping the clock. Third and seven for the Bulldogs at their own 41. Final 70 seconds of the opening half. Rainey under center on third down. Play action. Back to throw. Rainey, clean pocket, steps up, fires it up the left hash, an out route. It's caught for a first down for the Bulldogs in USF territory as Ryan McCarthy makes the -the over-the-shoulder catch inside the 30 and rolls out of bounds at the Bulls' 25. It's a pickup of 35 and a first down for the Bulldogs. Really nice throw, nice catch by McCarthy, just a long crossing route, able to get behind the defender and a nice throw by Brandon just putting it on his outside shoulder. Final minute of the first half. Ball will be snapped from the center of the field for Hayden Hawes. Back to Brandon Rainey with a first and 10 for the Bulldogs at the Bulls 25. The Citadel with two timeouts remaining, trailing by two touchdowns. Rainey under center after the long completion. Play action. He'll look to throw again. He's pressured immediately. He rolls right, looking downfield, flipping it towards the end zone, and a diving catch could not be made in the back right corner of the end zone by Ryan McCarthy. This time it's incomplete. That'll bring up second and 10 for the Citadel. Just a little bit too much air up underneath at that time. Brandon had some running room out there, but saw McCarthy have a chance to break open, took a chance, unfortunately just couldn't connect. So the Bulldogs putting it in the air here this possession. Rainey now three out of eight throwing the football, 67 yards on those completions. Second and 10 for the Citadel at the Bulls, 25. Clock stopped with 52 seconds left. Some miscommunication here as the Citadel tries to line up. Play clock at three. Rainey under center. Play clock at one. He gets the snap off. Option left side. Rainey fakes the pitch. He'll keep it himself. And he's collared inside the 25 around the 23 for a short pickup. It'll be third and eight for the Bulldogs as the clock ticks down to 45 seconds. And we'll get a timeout taken here. By, you know, I'll tell you what. Tim Rich, the referee, does not motion who takes the timeout. So I imagine... Well, I won't make any assumptions. We'll see who they charge the timeout I, I, to. I believe we called the timeout, but you talk about Brandon faking the pitch. He, he, put, he pulled it back because they've got the pitch defended. There's, a, there's somebody in the grill of the pitch man almost every time out there right now. We've got to do a better job of making that uh, lead block to give ourselves a chance to get to the corner. So Brandon doing a nice job of picking up positive yardage on that play when it could have been negative. Bulldogs did take the timeout, so they have one left. 45 seconds to go. It's a third and eight for the Bulldogs at the South Florida 23, trailing 20 to six. Lee, what would you like to see from the Bulldogs here? Well, I, you know, it, it's hard to say. It's probably going to be something misdirection. I think we're probably going to see them try to throw it again. 
as we've been able to get open if we could just make a decent throw. Citadel 6 out of 10 on third downs today. Here's a third and eight at the Bulls, 23. Rainey under center, receiver split out wide in each direction. Three men in the backfield for the quarterback. Option right side, Rainey will cut it back to the center of the field. He plows into the red zone, falling ahead to the 17-and-a-half-yard line. He'll come up a few yards short. It's going to be fourth and a short three. Clock running under 30 seconds. And let's see what the Bulldogs, they're going to hurry on the football. I imagine they're just going to try to draw South Florida offside. I don't know. Let's see if they actually snap it. Fourth and three at the USF 18. They will run a play. Rainey keeping it himself to the left side. Has the first down. Darting inside the 15 and up to the 13 with a pickup of five for the Bulldogs. Only 15 seconds left in the quarter here, though. Dogs with one more timeout. Well, the Bulldogs just using that timeout. There's that aggression Brent Thompson said to look for in the pregame show. The Bulldogs could have let that clock wind down kick a field goal on the final play of the half. Instead, they snapped it on fourth and three, and Rainey picked it up. So with only 15 seconds to go and now no timeouts, the Bulldogs have a first and 10 at the South Florida 13, but they need to be very careful here. Well, the clock stops on a first down right there. Obviously, we're not a a two-minute offense-type team, Um, but now we're in a situation where you're going to have to throw it into the end zone. If you run a play... Yeah, I don't think you have any more timeouts. No. Got to throw the ball in the end zone to have a chance here uh, to get a touchdown on the board because if you run it and get tackled, there's no way you're going to stop the clock. Bulldogs come out with three wide receivers, Webb and McCarthy First to the right ten, side. It's 13. McCarthy in the slot. And Rainey under center with an eye formation. Drops back to throw, needs to unload, fires it on an out route towards the five-yard line, incomplete pass as he was going for Riley Webb with a defender all over him. And on the defense was Bentley Sanders in coverage, incomplete pass, second down with 10 seconds to go. Referees kept the flag in their pocket that time, but felt like they could have just as easily thrown it as the defender was all up Riley Webb's back. Yeah, I thought so. Webb got tripped up a little bit before the ball got there as both he and Sanders fell to the grass. Second and 10 for the Bulldogs at the South Florida 13. 10 seconds left in the half. No timeouts for the Bulldogs. Rainey back to throw once again. Steps up in the pocket. He's going to be sacked, so he threw it away. This may be a backwards pass as the ball gets knocked out of bounds into the Citadel sideline back at the 19, and it looks like that's what they're going to call it. Ball went out of bounds. Backwards pass. And fortunately, it went out of bounds and was not recovered really by either side. So the clock stops at three seconds, and the Bulldogs have a chance at a field goal. Well, I don't know if that was uh, he was that smart or we were that lucky (laughs) because the ball ended up going out of bounds and stopped the clock or the clock would have run out. Got a chance to kick a field goal now. 36-yard field goal from closer towards the left hash here for Colby Kittner. Ball back, snap down, kick up to our right, and it is no good off the left upright. Kittner hit the first two, but could could not connect on the third field goal try of the half. And the Citadel got inside the Bulls' 15-yard line, but they come away empty here in the final possession of the first half. So a disappointing end to the first half for the Bulldogs who drove the field, ran out of time, had to settle for the long field goal try. And Kittner, the freshman who knocked the first two through the uprights properly in the first quarter, 
bang to the left upright about midway up the, level, the uh, yellow pole. Third time, not the charm for the freshman kicker. And we head to halftime with South Florida leading 20-6. to six. Over the Bulldogs, the Bulls will get it to begin the second half as well. Coming up on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report, we will uh, get you a scoring summary from the first half, check the numbers from the first half, the out-of-town scoreboard as well with Clemson also in action currently, and we'll catch up with the head coach of the Bull Bulldogs, Coach Brent Thompson, the during the halftime report as well. South Florida leading 20-6 to as we head to the break here on the Citadel Sports Network. We know your best days include salty skin and a trip to the market in your flip-flops, and that on Saturdays, you lift heavy. And we know your relationship with that bridge is kind of complicated. If pain or injuries are making you miss out, Roper St. Francis Orthopedics can help. With online scheduling, same-day appointments, and the state's most experienced team, we make it easier to get back to living your best days. Call 833-660-HURT. Hi, everybody. As many of you know, Willie McRae loved Boone Hall, so it is appropriate to honor him literally in the land he loved so much. The longtime Boone Hall owner who passed away earlier this year was a low country giant. As a tribute to his legacy and to celebrate his life, it is with great love and respect we present the Willie McRae Corn Maze on display weekends this October. See details at BooneHallPlantation.com. Garfield Jewelers has been a part of the Citadel family for 97 years. Tradition is a core value of the Citadel and Garfields. Birthdays, graduations, engagements, and weddings are all traditions to be remembered. Alan Garfield, Citadel Class of 57, invites you to celebrate your special moments with jewelry from Garfields, Charleston's personal jeweler for 97 years. Garfield Jewelers, Savannah Highway, across from Nissan. Expect to be impressed. Life's just different on the Carolina coast. It's where we're from and where we live, work, and play. At South Atlantic Bank, we know what it takes to raise a family here, to grow a business here, and to thrive financially while enjoying everything our region has to offer. As your financial partner, we're ready to help you develop a winning game plan, one tailor-made to help you succeed. South Atlantic Bank, a proud sponsor of Collegiate Sports. Visit southatlantic.bank to begin your experience today. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. the half it's South Florida leading the Citadel 20 to 6 as we welcome you back to Raymond James Stadium here for the Carolina Ford dealers halftime report get you a scoring summary in just a moment you know in this most unusual year for all of us and especially for the sports world it's great to have football specifically Citadel football back tonight but it certainly isn't the most normal game right now we're being treated to the halftime show on a video on the video board to our right with an empty field in front of us. So whatever you're hearing in the background is from some other time pre-recorded earlier this week, I'm sure, that's being played on the video board. Nonetheless, it gives us a little bit of the environment and experience with nothing but empty seats here at Raymond James Stadium, the home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a stadium that normally, when allowed, fits 66,000 people. Let's get you the scoring summary from the first half. South Florida leading 20-6. to 
tell you how we got here as it was actually the Bulldogs who struck first on their second possession of the game. They drove 38 yards on 10 plays in 4 minutes and 16 seconds, and it was the freshman Colby Kintner putting it through the uprights on his first kick of his career, 45 yards away to give the Bulldogs a 3-0 lead with 4.07 to go in the first quarter. The Bulls would respond on their very next possession, taking the lead on a 10-yard touchdown pass from McLeod to Devontae Dukes from 10 yards out, wrapping up an eight-play, 62-yard scoring drive of three minutes and 18 seconds. And in the final minute of the first quarter, South Florida took a 7-3 lead. Then it was time for the Citadel to respond as the Bulldogs opened up the second quarter with another scoring drive in which they went 54 yards on 10 plays, using up 441, and it was Colby Kintner once again, this time from 41 yards out, splitting the uprights to make it a 7-6 game at the time. On the next Citadel possession, midway through the second quarter, that's where things got a little funky for the Bulldogs. The Citadel were supposed to punt with the line of scrimmage being their own 15-yard line. They then took a delay of game, backing them up to the 10. And all-conference punter Matt Campbell had to deliver the kick from halfway through his own end zone. As the snap went back to Campbell, and he got on the move to his right to try to deliver the rugby-style kick, he started moving before he truly had grasp of the football. He dropped the snap, picked up the loose football, tried to kick it away while he was under pressure, shanked it towards, if you're looking at the end zone, the front left pylon. In Campbell's case, to his right, the front pylon to his right. It was a pop-up kick that officially is scored as a punt of minus 10 yards, and it wound up in the hands of freshman wide receiver O'Marion Dollison for South Florida, the freshman from Columbia getting his first career touchdown as that short punt of negative yards landed right in his lap inside the pylon for a touchdown. And with 6.52 to go in the second quarter, South Florida took a 13-6 lead as they missed the extra point. South Florida would add on later in the half with 2.41 left in the first half. The Bulls made a switch to Noah Johnson, their second quarterback, in his first game at the Bulls, and he capped off a scoring drive of 60 yards on five plays in two minutes, 44 seconds, finishing it with a nine-yard touchdown run for the Bulls, giving them the 20-6 lead. The Bulldogs did put up one last fight one last effort applied to the first half as the Citadel took their football with 2.44 to go. Got inside the Bulls 15, but with limited time and no timeouts, just kind of ran out of time and settled for a field goal try there at the end that was no good off the upright for the freshman Colby Kil- uh, Kittner, who made his first two field goals of the night, could not convert on the third one. And that leaves us with the current score, USF leading the Citadel 20-6 to at halftime with the Bulls getting possession to begin the second half. We'll catch up with Coach Brent Thompson coming up later on here on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report. But when we come back, we'll get you updated on the other games going on in college football today with a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Next here on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report, right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store's Labor Day sale is now extended. It's your last chance to get up to 50% off. Or buy today and pay later with 0% interest for six years. Whether you're updating one room or your entire home, find styles that fit your look and budget. Don't wait. These Labor Day furniture deals end Monday. Only at America's number one furniture and mattress store. Shop and save today at Ashley Home Store. This is home. 
Start with a foundation of toughness. Then add exceptional intelligence and dominating power. That's how you build a winner. And that's how Ford builds their lineup of vehicles with features like EcoBoost technology for a winning combination of power and performance. Another reason why Ford is America's best-selling brand 10 years in a row. Leaders aren't born, they're built. And in the Carolinas, they're built for victory. Learn more at buyfordnow.com or contact your Carolina Ford dealer today. Based on 2010 through 2019 calendar year sales. When you're looking for a tractor package that does it all, turn to Sparrow and Kennedy. Get the 3025E package with a John Deere compact tractor. Load it up with a cutter, box blade, loader, and an 18-foot trailer for as low as $22,899 with 0% financing for 60 months. Plus, keep your investment protected with their six-year powertrain warranty. Because with Sparrow and Kennedy, you got this. Learn more at SparrowKennedy.com. Offer ends August 4th, 2020. Some restrictions apply. See dealers for details. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. Back at Raymond James Stadium here on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report where the Bulldogs trail 20-6 to here against South Florida. Let's check the other games currently going on in college football. Oklahoma, fifth-ranked Sooners all over Missouri State, 41-0 at the half. Nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, Georgia Tech leading Florida State 16-13 to elsewhere here in the Sunshine State. South Alabama with a touchdown lead, 7-0 over Tulane. Five minutes into the second quarter there. Western Kentucky and Louisville tied at 7 with 5.37 to go in the first quarter. Texas Tech with a 7-3 lead over Houston Baptist midway through the first quarter there. 14th ranks Texas with a 14-0 lead over UTEP, 9.32 left in the first quarter there. And the number one ranked Clemson Tigers leading Wake Forest on the road, 14-0 with 13 minutes to go in the first half in their season opener as uh, Trevor Lawrence with a couple of touchdown runs tonight for the Tigers to build that 14 to nothing lead. Earlier today there were a couple of upsets. The Bulldogs trying to join this company as the Raging Cajuns. Louisiana went on the road and beat 23rd ranked Iowa State 31 to 14 and on a last possession touchdown Arkansas State beat Kansas State on the road 35 to 31 so quite the afternoon for the Sun Belt Conference and the Citadel trying to become the latest program to upset someone here on a Saturday afternoon as the Bulldogs have eight victories against FBS teams including Georgia Tech a year ago they also beat this South Florida team back in 1997 before they were officially an FBS program this is the first time the Bulldogs are playing three FBS programs in the same season the last time they played even multiple was 2015. They've done that 10 times in program history. So the Citadel had plenty of opportunities to play the role of underdog and try to pull off an upset here in their shortened 2020 season. Take another break here on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report. When we come back, we'll get you the numbers from the first 30 minutes of action tonight between the Citadel and South Florida and also try to catch up with the head coach of the Bulldogs, Coach Brent Thompson. 
The Citadel trails 20-6 against South Florida as we roll along in the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, my name is Matthew Cochran Logan of Crescent Insurance Advisors. Along with my business partner, Charles Cole, we specialize in personal and commercial insurance and have a proven track record of meeting our clients' needs. Whether it be homeowners insurance or professional or cyber liability coverage, we make sure that you are covered for both expected and unforeseen causes of loss. If Crescent Insurance Advisors can help in any way, please call us at 843-708-5456 or visit us online at crescentagency.com. After all, you should not wait on insurance. Insurance should wait on you. This is the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative, and I want to know who powers you. Our communities are filled with unsung heroes who are making a difference, and this is your chance to celebrate those who make them special. Nominate someone for the Who Powers You contest starting September 8th, and they could win up to $5,000 to help further their cause and be nationally recognized. Please, take this chance to celebrate the people who are making our co-op communities better. Berkeley Electric Cooperative is your local Touchstone Energy Cooperative. A lot of land comes with a lot of work, and now is the best time to see all the affordable new Kubota MX Series has to offer. The versatility to mow, move hay bales, grade roads, and clear brush and snow, plus an optional spacious cap for year-round comfort. Right now, get the new Kubota MX Series for zero down at 0% APR for 60 months, plus take up to $1,700 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. If you're on the hunt for a new Kubota, come see the helpful experts at Steen Enterprises. I'm Adam Steen. We appreciate your business. Since 1941, Southern Lumber's been serving the low country with perfection, one board at a time. Their products from Addison Windows are worry-proof and time-proof. Visit Southern Lumber online or at 2031 King Street. See why Charleston has trusted them for three quarters of a century. Southern Lumber, Anderson Windows, performance that aces the test of time. Southern Lumber and Back on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report here from Raymond James Stadium with South Florida leading the Citadel 20-6. Let's get you the numbers from the first half. The Citadel actually outgaining South Florida. The Citadel, they've been the ones doing the most damage to themselves, shooting themselves in the foot, but the Bulldogs with 203 yards compared to 195 for South Florida. For the Bulldogs, 136 rushing yards, 67 passing yards. And for South Florida, 124 rush yards, only 71 passing yards for the Bulls. Four penalties on the Citadel, three on South Florida. Bulldogs with 10 first downs compared to South Florida's nine. A lot of third downs tonight. The Citadel, they've been pretty productive. Six out of 11 on third down, one for one even on fourth downs. That came on their last possession of the first half. South Florida, four out of six on third downs. They did not convert their only fourth down try. That came earlier in the half. And the Bulldogs... Winning the time of possession battle currently at 17 and a half minutes compared to 12 and a half minutes for South Florida. Some individual numbers, uh, and the only turnover, by the way, committed by the Bulldogs, that was on their opening possession. Logan Brott fumbled his first carry of his career for the Citadel. Individual leaders for South Florida, their quarterback, Jordan McLeod, 8 out of 12, throwing the football for 71 yards and a touchdown. The leading rusher for South Florida is Johnny Ford. Six carries, 63 yards. And the leading receiver for South Florida, Bryce Miller with two catches 
for 26 yards on three targets. South Florida, they've ran the football 18 out of 30 plays. For the Citadel, Brandon Rainey, three out of nine throwing the football today, 67 yards through the air. On the ground, Rainey's also the leading rusher, both in terms of yards and carries. 12 carries for 43 yards, averaging three and a half yards per carry with a long of 15. And the leading receiver today, Ryan McCarthy, with two catches for 44 total yards. He had a 34-yard reception and a 10-yard reception. Keith White with the other catch for the Bulldogs, the first of his career. It went for 23 yards on the first completion for Brandon Rainey of the year. So far, Riley Webb has been shut out. A couple of balls have been thrown in his direction, but none that have been completed. And other rushers for the Citadel today, besides Brandon Rainey, who's leading the way, Riley Webb with a nice end around for 41 yards to convert a third down for the Bulldogs earlier in the first half on a very nice play. Otherwise, you have Logan Brott, the B-back, who has 10 carries for 31 yards. Keith White, four carries for 18 yards. Cooper Wallace, three carries for six yards. And Derek Hampton, a tough start, three carries for minus three yards. And then uh, he hasn't gotten the football in quite a bit. Surprisingly, we have seen very little of Clay Harris and also no, nothing from Inwanze at the B-back position as it has been mainly Logan Brock, who transitioned from linebacker to B-back here this offseason. And at that position so far, he has been the one carrying the load. Total it all up in South Florida currently holds a halftime lead of 20-6. to six. The Bulls will also be getting the football to start the second half. And let's go down to uh, Lee Glaze is with the head coach of the Bulldogs, Brent Thompson, as we send it down there. Thank you, Luke. Happy to have uh, head coach Brent Thompson here with us. And, Coach, was, was that as frustrating to watch from the half, from the sideline as it was from the press box that first half? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I thought we were moving the ball really well. The fact that you can't put the ball in the end zone. You got two turnovers. You got penalty in there. You, the, the punter drops the ball right there. I mean, just things that just you can't have versus a FBS team that expect to win. Symptomatic of you think first game experiences or just uh, a little bit of bad luck on top of that. I've never seen a punt like what we saw in that first half. Yeah, you know Matt's been back there plenty of times before. He, you know, he just he just dropped the ball, made a mistake out there, and we, now we've got to recover from it. You know, we're not playing bad on offense. We're not playing bad on defense. Uh, we're letting our own self beat ourselves right now. We just got to get out of that mode. What do you focus on second half to come back to win this one? Taking care of the football. We got to get off the field. If we get off the field in this drive, uh, I think we got a chance to be able to at least go down there and make it close. All right, coach. Good luck in the second half. Back to you, Luke. Thank you, Lee. Head coach Brent Thompson on the field giving you his thoughts on the first 30 minutes. That'll do it for the Carolina Ford Dealers halftime report. We'll come back with the second half next. USF will get the football first, leading 20 to 6, right here on the Citadel Sports Network.